Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Why does this thing exist? Podcast. Good morning, friends. Welcome to another episode of Why Does This Thing Exist podcast with me, your host, Simon, and my co-host, Dean. Hello. Dean. Simon. Oh, and in case we've got new listeners, this is the podcast where we uh, look at things <laughs> and talk about them. <laughs> that's pretty much it, actually. That's, uh, that's the remit. Dean. Dean. Simon. We've got a guest. Mm. It's guest week, Dean. It is. It is. This week's month's guest, edit that out, is Susie Gage. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Dr. Gage, welcome. Thank you so much. Nice to speak to you again. You too, as always. Yes. Are you still a doctor or are you a professor by now? Can't be, can't be far away. No, I'm still a doctor and because I've sort of left academia, I think professorhood is a distant memory. Oh, yeah. That's, um, well, I've used that excuse. Yeah. My family said, are you a professor yet? No, I've uh, turned my back in academia and uh, so, you know, it's not really feasible rather than it's never going to happen. Yes. <laughs> it's never on the cards, not an option. The prospect was laughable. Well, uh, one day we're going to get somebody on who can uh, put this podcast as one of their applications for impact in the ref. Excellent, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think, well, yeah, but if they do that, then they automatically get sacked from academia. So, you know, it's very much a blaze of glory sort of thing. <laughs> we'll sink a career before a lot too long, dear. <laughs> yeah. I mean, aside from mine, I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Granted, <laughs> this yeah, yeah. This is voluntary, I suppose. I'm yet to start mine, 40 years old. I'll find something I want to do eventually. <laughs> Uh, right then, yeah. on with the show. Go, no, go, no go on, go on. Say whatever you want to say. Go on. <laughs> Once again, we've been friends for far too long. <laughs> we just lost patience. There's a fly um, in my room, Dean. Uh, Carry on. <laughs> I, uh, I'm going to have a heads up. I might be quite frazzled today because it's been a very, very odd day from my perspective. So, uh, Susie, you might, you might have some experience of this. Uh, I've been on the radio a lot today. This is like my sixth or seventh Zoom call of the day because uh, that seems to be how it goes at the moment. Um, so a bit, about, a bit of reference. Two days ago, I, um, I'm a part of the uh, Science Media Centre, the network of people which uh, connects people in the media who have a science story to cover with scientists who can offer some expertise. And there was a message that went out saying, there's this new study uh, where they've, basically in Australia, where some people have taken up like a bunch of nerve cells in a dish and taught it to play Pong, the old video game. And said, we need someone to talk to a BBC journalist about this. And I thought, look, I goes, well, that's nothing to do with me. That's not my field, not my area. I'm not involved <laughs> with this. I'll ignore that. And then like, two hours later, I said, BBC journalists really need to speak to someone before the end of the day. And I thought, well, I've got to actually sort of start getting my name out there because I've got a book coming out again. So I'm going to start drawing attention to myself. Well, I messaged, well, I could give a Beef. I, I, I've seen the paper. I give a brief explanation of what's going on. I can't give any sort of insight. Go, yeah, okay. So they put my sent me to this <laughs> my email to the BBC guy. And he called back within ten minutes and they had a big discussion about it. And I kept saying, like, again, it's not my research. I can't really uh, offer you much insight here. But then that ended up uh, in the BBC article because no one else was talking to him. And uh, <laughs> so then I became the default expert of the country about this paper, <laughs> which meant I got a message saying, can you on Five Live tomorrow? I said, uh, I guess. Like, cool, it's at 6.40 a.m. Oh, marvellous. That sounds great. <laughs> so, but it was the same day my wife went to work, so I had the kids in the morning. My wife, my daughter, I'm double sleeping, so she decided I only needed three hours sleep. <laughs> so after three hours sleep, uh, at 6.40, I was on Five Live. And two minutes before that, I got a message from... Uh, Radio Kent saying, Can you be an hour show as well? An hour's time, but yes, crack on. <laughs> Just sleep fatigue, poisons going everywhere. And then uh, while I was doing that, I got three best calls from Radio Wales saying, Can you be an hour show? Yes, I'll do that one as well. Uh, yeah, so it's um, that and solo parenting because the wife's been away at work and uh, yeah, really, really tired and confused. So <laughs> heads up, everyone. <laughs> Promises to be a good episode then. <laughs> So you're talking about a lot of heavy, heavy lifting here. <laughs> yeah, so were you an expert on Pong or were you an expert on brain cells in a dish? You know what? I, I, at some point I was just ad-libbing. I shouldn't be an expert <laughs> anything. <laughs> I did say, where do you see this research going? I think, I, I, in my head, I can't remember how serious I was saying, I think you might get to play Doom eventually. <laughs> Mario Kart with a brain in a jar? I don't know. <laughs> blue shells all over the shop. Yes. So yeah, so that was a, it was a, it's been an exhausting day in terms of that sort of thing. But that's life, apparently. Why don't all these local BBC radio stations share each other's content? Why did you have to do Kent, Wales, etc.? Couldn't you just 
Yeah. Copied and pasted. <laughs> if you've got an explanation for that, I, I would love to hear it. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I said basically the same thing every time, so they might as well have done <laughs> just copy and paste and answer. This fly is still your listeners. Yeah, you some, <laughs> right. some background jeopardy there. Um, uh, right. Let's start the show. Go on. What's the first okay. thing you're going to show me this week, Dean? Right. Uh, I sort of try to stay away from this avenue uh, for as long as I could, but I'm going to do it finally uh, because uh, we discussed this before uh, we started recording. Um, we are all parents uh, of smaller children. Uh, Simon, your child is three? Five. Five. Okay. <laughs> Close. Close. When did you two uh, last speak? <laughs> I thought you didn't have a time. <laughs> yeah, okay. We don't care which other's kids. God. No. <laughs> Friendship doesn't extend that far. <laughs> um, Susie said, like, your, your, your son's um, nearly, nearly two. Uh, nearly two, yep. Uh, so my kids are 10 and seven. So I'm slightly, uh, you know, they're at the next stage. So I'm not sure if you guys have experienced this yet, uh, but if you have, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. If you haven't, I can only apologise for inflicting this on you. <laughs> so give me a second to share the screen and stuff. Uh, so again, this is one of my. Uh, this is a two-part thing. Uh, first, I got to show you what I'm talking about, then why I bring it up. Oh, yeah. I've already heard it. It's emblazoned on my brain. I don't need to ever hear it again. It's a bunch of dogs with a lot more tech than they deserve, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, that's uh, enough of that. <laughs> but uh, uh, so that's uh, that's part of what I wanted to show you about. So uh, it's like uh, Susie, based on your reaction, I'm guessing you're familiar with Paw Patrol. I am familiar with Paw Patrol. That's spoken like a parent who was definitely familiar with Paw Patrol. With it's not the worst. No, but it's no, very no. much not the best. Yeah. It's like it's not the worst, but it's trying to be. If, if the worst is definitely being. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah. Don't, <laughs> the, no, like I, I've heard that discussed on so many podcasts. I didn't want to bring that up because <laughs> I've heard so many parents just remonstrate about the horror that is being. He's a pathetic creature. That and flops, <laughs> flops an enabler. Yeah, absolute yeah, enabler. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, he is half being size, so maybe he's just scared. He has yeah. to be, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. um, this is Paw Patrol. So no, any listener who doesn't have children or uh, is just lucky enough to not be exposed to this, Paw Patrol is a very popular kid show as uh, cartoon. Um, it's basically preschool Thunderbirds, I guess. It's uh, a group of, uh, but not people, it's dogs who run basically the infrastructure and the emergency services of a town called Adventure Bay. Right. Uh, their owner slash boss slash Cruel master rider is a kid with a lot of he's got a bruce wayne thing going on but he's not got any parents i'm thinking they must have died in a horrible cat-based accident which is why he focuses on dogs and yeah so they just have wacky scrapes and adventures fixing stuff in the town and yeah it's it's intolerable it's a it's a it's a very um unpleasant show and many parents will complain about it deeply cynical i think it's got so much uh, they keep changing the costumes and the outfits and the vehicles to sell toys quite obviously uh but it's a North American show. It's from Canada originally. Now, if you're from one of those countries, you know Paw Patrol, think, yeah, well, what's, what's the deal? I'm not bringing it up because it confuses me, because I know why it exists. It's just one of those kid shows. Like I say, deeply cynical, meant to excite and captivate young kids and to buy in toys and watching stuff, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But if you're from the UK, this is what Paw Patrol sounds like. Now, remember, these are all meant to be puppies, and uh, they sound like they're meant to be like, you know, children. And they have like voices like that in the American version. This is the British version. This is like a, a scene with Chase, the, the main Alsatian. You okay, Chase? I'm fine. Gotta go. My cat allergy really acts up around Wildcat, but it might hurt his feelings if I tell him. I'll just stay away from him. Trick coming through. Ha! Hey. Yeah. It's um. Anyway, uh, the, the, the point I'm getting at is this isn't like I, I couldn't find a particularly glaring example. This is one example of it. The voice acting in the UK version is fucking shocking. <laughs> it's Chase is meant to be a puppy. He, this is like actually, this is four different versions. This is one of the better ones. He still sounds like Brian from Accounts. <laughs> and there are like three other dogs. They're like, oh, this is a puppy. It's our new puppy, Rocky's. Hi, I'm Rocky. <laughs> And the weird thing is, Paw Patrol already exists in its you know, in original form, and they've changed the, the voices in it to British voices who can't do it, who clearly yeah. can't do it. There's, there's been loads of musical numbers, and they sing abysmally. 
like, like your boss at a, a drunken party. Like they have lots of uh, you know events where pop stars come along, and it is like you know when a kid sings a school concert but doesn't want to. It sounds like that. Good. <laughs> it it's really really grating, and I don't know why they've done that. It seems to take a, a already quite jarring thing. I mean, it, it's significantly worse. Are these voices supposed by children? They don't sound it. That's the thing. They don't sound like children at all. They sound like mature adults. Like there's one uh, female character who's popping up, and she has like lots of different roles, same voice each time. Again. It's like Nancy from the accounts department. It it doesn't sound like a ch- like a young girl or a child at all. But the ori- the original version is in English, right? But English with yeah. Canadian accents. Yeah. American <laughs> accents, which again, that's that's not unheard of in British telly, is it? That's, no, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's fairly straightforward. And like the best kids' TV show is clearly Bluey, which is Australian, yeah. and that'd be yeah. awful if it was dubbed into something else. Precisely, yeah. Like I don't know why they've even Bluey itself is that they actively try and make it as Australian as possible, and I know. Peppa Pig in America, they keep the British accents. I mean, if it was the 80s, I sort of guess why they would might change it if an American accent was too confusing for kids. But this is all up in the YouTube era when you know, kids spend like <laughs> 17 hours a day listening to guys playing games with American accents. And Unless it's like, is it French-Canadian, maybe? <laughs> Are they all I, speaking French? In the <laughs> it doesn't seem to be, but maybe there is. They, later on, there's, there's one. They introduce a Spanish character called Tracker. And he's, he's got the same voice. He's actually... He just keeps going, ole, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's deep, it's borderline racist, I'll say that much. So yeah, that's um, that's my confusion about this thing. Well, why have they taken an existing product, which kids clearly like, clearly paid a lot of money for it if they've got the franchise, and just, it seems like they put their mates into it. Like, who have we got to work in the office? They just, ah, oh, let's do them. And I wonder what the logic is behind doing that. Taking a, a, a jarring thing and making it much worse. Is there loads of swearing in the Canadian version? They've had to, like, overdub. <laughs> You're thinking it's got a sort of Tarantino thing yeah. in the original American version. Maybe they keep calling each other bitch or something like that, because it's like a dog word. That's just anatomically correct for dogs, so... Yeah. 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 I haven't considered that. I haven't, I've only seen glimpses of the, of the American version. Go get your DVD, Steve. Let's go and have a look at this proper Canadian version. It's, um, I don't, again... I, they will work in my players, region two, innit? So it's uh, oh, <laughs> the only thing stopping me from buying all the Paw Patrols. <laughs> There's one as a, uh, the token girl character, as you, uh, Sky, um, the small cockapoo thing. She has the flying vehicles. And in the UK version, she's Welsh. She's got a Welsh she's accent. Sure. Yeah, she's the only one with an actual accent. It suddenly is Welsh so for some random, really random reason. Well, I've never noticed. I've seen quite a lot of this program. Yeah. <laughs> Try and block it out, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, it must be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But see, um, it, 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 it struck me as you know, it's one of those things that niggles in your mind because Fraser thought this can't be the original voices because these are these are terrible. Yeah. You you get when you when you watch kids shows you get to sort of you, know, you get a sense of what and how it works and stuff. You, you can tell when it's a kid doing it because they you know even like whatever you think of Peppa Pig, they do have clearly have kids doing it because um, that's important for kids. Kids recognize kids, and it just struck me as such a you know deeply cynical thing when it's a, one of those things where they think oh kids are stupid they don't care let's just they just put this crap and they, 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 they won't even notice but why make the effort well that's that's what i'm thinking like it seems like surely if you've got the existing product just put it on yeah why, why go to this effort my my one suspicion is if it's maybe like if they bought the franchise rights but if they do their own voices like they get more money for it because they're going to give it all to the original voice artists and stuff ah, could be. therefore they may be cutting corners by saying right who's <laughs> who's not off work today uh janice brian <laughs> oh bob you're a puppy now come on come in the studio <laughs> studio oh well photocopy room whatever i don't care <laughs> just just turn it out and because they got like a couple of cartoons with the same voices and they're like they're all based around kids and none of them sound like children it's just so weird and odd and I thought I'd share it with, with the group. <laughs> help, help me through this. I mean, I'm never going to, I mean, not that I particularly enjoy it now, but it's going to be even harder to watch now that you've pointed this out. It's one of those things yes. that when it's in the background and you don't notice it, fine. But yeah. as soon as you notice something like that, you will never be able to unnotice it. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to so, say that you've ruined Poor Patrol for me. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't you. <laughs> Much like the people who have done this, I've made it worse. <laughs> For no, for no reason other than my own amusement, it turns out. No, luckily, my son is just all about yakety. So, no, yakety, I'm fine with. Yep. Yakety is fantastic, to be fair. Yeah. 
go to the academy. CBB is generally, generally reliable for, you know, well thought out kid shows, except for the occasional glaring yeah. error, like Bing. <laughs> also, my daughter's gone into um, the Peter Rabbit cartoon recently. He's a little bastard as well. <laughs> My husband has an irrational hatred of, uh, or maybe rational hatred. I think don't, don't call it irrational. I think it's perfectly valid. He's he's, he's a thief, <laughs> and a trouble starter. Yeah. But the one thing I find really odd about the Peter Rabbit cartoon on um, CBBS is that it's Peter Rabbit. It's Beatrix Potter. It's got characters called Benjamin Bunny and Tommy Brock and you know, Gregory Fisher or whatever it is and Jeremy. Jeremy, it, it's a, sorry, Jeremy. It, it's as twee as it can get. It's Enid Blyton, but they've got the people doing the soundtrack. The ones who did Baywatch, it's really bombastic American rock. It's like really tonally odd. I do quite like that theme tune. I get it in my head quite quite often. Yeah, very I, catchy. I, again, the theme tune and the music aren't actually bad. It's just why are they in this show? Why are they in this farmyard? Bunnies getting into scrapes at dicks. Why aren't they like? This really sort of soft rock type thing. It, it's very, very odd. They do that quite a lot, don't they? Like, soup up their cartoons to make them worse in some way. Fine Man <laughs> Sam. I read you've oh. written something about that, haven't you? Yeah, because yeah, I was one of my popular so I hate Fine Man Sam so much. Yeah. Because obviously we grew up on the original, the stop motion, lovely and reassuring and calm thing. I know they're still at the same problems, like, <laughs> a town of, of apparently 10 people, five of them firemen, <laughs> yeah. and there's a blaze every week. That seems, yeah. that seems a bit off. But The uh, only woman in the village was Norman Price's mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Bella the stereotype. Oh, probably. yeah, but she was an immigrant. She wouldn't have been uh, uh, <laughs> to father or ma- father to mother all these children. <laughs> you can father a child, but you can't mother a child. You never, that's not a saying, is it? No, Who's fathered, who fathered that child? Who mothered that child? You never <laughs> say that. Anyway. Say mother, as, as an insult, you know, as in, oh, he mothers him too much. She mothers, so, yeah. yeah, that's anyway. true. Anyway, back to these cartoon dogs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah the, the CGI Feynman Sam is, is a work of absolute horror. I um, I was, again, I, I mentioned this in my article, which I wrote about it for the actual Guardian, that they let me put it in there, so <laughs> fair play to them. But um, Elvis, the you know, Sam's friend, whatever's happened between the original series and the later CGI version. He's clearly sustained some horrific head trauma because oh, he's yeah. clearly mentally challenged now. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on at any point. It's really just, it's distressing. There's no need for it. And Paladin Bear, he can go to hell as well. <laughs> oh, no. You can't sell Paladin Bear. Not in the current climate. The queen just died. <laughs> oh, no. He's, he's practically royalty. So, Len, let's give this our scores. Right. Uh, Susie, so, we score each segment out of five. <laughs> Based on our own internal rubric, <laughs> which is completely <laughs> random and has no bear on any sort of reality. So, Dean, you go first. What are you going to give? The, 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 the British voiceovers of the Paw Patrol. I'm going to give it a solid one, I'm going to be honest, because okay. it makes it worse, which is a, which is an achievement, I guess. And uh, it, uh, it's, it, it seems inappropriate. It's badly done. And uh, I just don't like it. Flat out don't like it. Deal. Susie? Um, I'm astounded that you noticed this, and now that you've now that you've noticed it, and I've noticed it, I think it's going to make my life worse. So I think so. I think I'm going to give it. I think I'm going to give it a two. Sure. Yeah, but give me a one. One star for team for causing me needless pain. Um, I never realised that those weren't the original voices. I just thought they were they were generally shit anyway. <laughs> So to find out that they're out there somewhere in the wild, there could be a, a version of Paw Patrol which is minorly less dreadful. <laughs> the film, I watched the film as well. That was quite... Um, no, I haven't low, seen that yet. It was, it was bad. <laughs> it doesn't look good. It would no. be good. Also, it's a live show. I mean, Now, the live yeah. show I haven't seen, but I have seen Peppa Pig live, the buttons, okay. and that was dreadful as well. The pig did nothing. <laughs> relied on the red coats to carry the whole show. That should be on the poster. The pig did nothing. Two stars. <laughs> Why does this thing exist, Padre? <laughs> yeah. A really subversive version of Peppa Pig. The pig does nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting for the pig to do something by Beckett. <laughs> Beckett pig. <laughs> anyway, two stars. On to the next one. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners. Moving on to section two, where I will show Dean and Susie something. 
Okay, so here is a product which I have found. You know, I love doing products. You do? Um, I'm not sure what I make of it. Let me show it to you. It's called Pukin Kitty Gravy Boat. <laughs> it is what it looks like. It's basically a gravy boat, and it's right. shaped like a cat with its mouth open. Right. And I've, got a, I've also found a little video... Um, which shows it in, um, in action. operation. Yeah, here it comes. It's got a jaunty little tune, listeners, so you can enjoy that while we look at it. Here it goes. <laughs> it's, it's vomiting out milk now at the moment, <laughs> onto some rice for no discernible reason. Here's a good one. Look at that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 oh, it's coming up slow motion now. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what do you think of that? That again, me not saying weird things, but one takeaway from that was why is it pouring different types of sauce over the exact same steak burrito? <laughs> it seems like the same, the same bit of chopped meat on, on a wrap. Got that treatment every time. That's not relevant here, but still, maybe they just had the one they watched every time. That person really needs a gravy strainer as well. Yeah, it was yeah. quite lumpy, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that was part of the look, I'm sure. But yeah. yeah. Also, the um, you mentioned like it might be milk, but I think it could be one of those weird American gravies, which are just like really pale. Yeah. Like, like biscuits and gravy, which I. Yeah. Neither biscuits nor gravy. Yes. <laughs> <Not Yeah. gravy. laughs> It was a gravy like that advert a while ago, which poured gravy in a pie, and Twitter had an outrage because the gravy was not neither thick nor dark enough to be considered as such. And uh, the, the social media crypto team goes, "All right, got to, got to do this again because people apparently in this country are very, very particular about what type of gravy counts as gravy." And I and I stand by that. But anyway, but, but would you have it served out to a spilling cat? <laughs> <laughs> There are very few things I would accept out of a spewing cat. Uh, one, Apology. Only one, com- <laughs> <laughs> only one comes to mind is cat spew. Should I, should I be in need of such a thing? <laughs> the context where this would be the case currently escapes me. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I cannot think of a scenario where I'd want my edible foodstuffs served to me by a vomiting feline. If you were at some kind of... Um... Dinner party. So you were invited to the Queen's the Queen's house. The invites went out before the sad, sad event of her death. <laughs> <laughs> so you've turned up anyway, and Charles is there. And he's like, Oh, didn't you hear? And you're like, Hear what? <laughs> oh no, she's she's dead. <laughs> you the, the Queen. When did that happen? And he's like, oh, well, you better come in. And all he's got is my career food because he can't fend for himself, can he? So he... lives on his own in this scenario. Yeah, he's got a free bent os pie. He's cooked that, you know. You haven't got it quite right. It's just slime on the top of it. But, you know, he's got some sliced bread to go with it. You're thinking, all right, well, I've come all the way to London. I may as well. You know, it's sad news about the Queen dying. I wish somebody would already told me about it. Like, but... All right, and then old Charles, he pulls out the puking kitty gravy boat. Would you would you go along with it, or would you be like, hang on, hang on, that's quite enough out of you, mate? I think, I think the fact you've introduced the king into this scenario makes it a little bit of a tricky sell. To say, no, I'm not going to have that. If I went to like I don't know, a neighbour's house, would you come over for you know for dinner with it? Yeah, all right. No, you just moved in. Like, ah, no, I'm not having this. I might be a bit sort of perturbed. Like, I wouldn't be unpleasant, but I wouldn't let my kids go to the house. If they had you would slash all their bins on bin <laughs> night or anything like that. No, my cat probably would anyway, so I'll just have to <laughs> blame him. But uh, Well, here's another scenario then. What if it's Christmas morning oh, under yeah. the tree and yeah. there's an exciting box and it's from a close family member or friend and you unwrap it and it's a spewing cat gravy boat? <laughs> <laughs> What happens then? <laughs> that's a that, that's a good one. That's a really because it's in the video said for ideal for the cat lover in your life. Mm. You think if I, if I was a you know, diehard cat lover, oh, I like my cat fine, but I'm, you know, I, if I didn't have a cat, I probably wouldn't be distraught. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> if I was to die on cat, I would assume like, well, what I want to see is a cat vomiting constantly. Yeah, yeah. that's the best thing about having a cat. Yeah. That's, that's that's one of the downsides, I would argue, of cats that they they make. Well, mine thankfully does it under the neighbour's trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't teach him that self taught. So I also, but hold my hand up. I haven't discouraged it. Uh, yeah. So it, <laughs> just vomiting. Does it do any other toileting? Or? Oh no. All emissions occur under the name oh, of okay. that's, that's sad anyway. I, I was just hoping he just went there to vomit and did his number ones <laughs> and number twos somewhere else. But the number three is vomiting. He doesn't do that. Number three. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's oh. logical progression, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But also, if you even leave inside the cat thing, it's introducing the concept of something vomiting into your meal prep, which is yeah. bad, I would say. I don't think anyone's ever bought that for themselves, though. You yeah, don't well, ever get a vomiting cat gravy boat as a gift. You would never. Ch- no one would choose to buy it to own it, would they? Um, let me show you something else, which may make you change your mind on that when you see just how much the thing costs. Oh my god! It retails at sixty-three pounds oh, sixty-eight pence. Okay. Uh, it's made of porcelain. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's a problem with a kit then. I, I thought it was like just mold produced plastic, but no. I no. assumed it was plastic. I guess plastic and hot gravy is maybe not a great comment. <laughs> no, that's probably a bit valid point. Uh, brand Sublime Feline. Wow. Sublime that's... Feline. They produce it. I would say it's more at the ridiculous end of the sublime to the ridiculous. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> on that spectrum, yes. It's very much on the... Uh, Less sublime side. £64 essentially is too much for a joke gift, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I think five are maximum for a joke gift, I'd have thought. That's that's part of the joke, isn't it? But there's only four left in stock. Okay. <laughs> well, that depends. How many how many do they start with? Four and a half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, odd question. Do they come in any, any other colours? This, um, this one is black. There was one in the video that was blue. Yeah. Um, Amazon have only got a black one at the moment. You can get it from another seller for £89.66. I don't know why you would do that. Uh, a portion of each sale goes to a cat support rescue charity. Ah, okay. Oh, okay. So that's added something a bit. That's of, something. Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's terrible time of the time. But when you said Amazon's only got them in black, my first thought was, oh, bloody Brexit. It's <laughs> 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 We ruined our supply chain. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a, a massive 18 wheeler lorry in, in Calais, <laughs> just full of these things waiting to come over. Yeah, but they're blue, though. Yeah. <laughs> like the passports. <laughs> this picture here, it's vomiting cream into soup. That's That looks worse. Yeah, yeah. it definitely looks worse. Yeah. But I, I just think anything that introduces the concept of vomiting into you know, serving your food is onto a loser, surely, because you know, people are very sensitive about such things. I've just seen the final word in the first bullet point there. No, the second bullet point is that it's the perfect gift. It'll make any meal more fun, memorable and classy. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I mean, class is subjective, I guess. Yeah. How classy or lack of class must you have in your standard meals if if that can improve that measure at all? (laughs) When I first saw the picture, I thought it was something from Thundercats. That's got that sort of... yeah. Sort of battle cat vibe. It does have some, yeah, thing, but it's, he, yeah. You could mistake it for like a screaming cat or something. Yeah, but if that was a water feature, fair enough. But it's not. It's a vomiting cat. Yeah. I guess the sort of classiness is that maybe it's it's quite sleek. It's mm. it's sort of yeah. quite a stylized cat. I don't you know like that kind those kind of black and white minimalist. Yes, designed houses you get. You could imagine it sitting on a stark yes. work yes. surface somewhere. Very monochrome. Yeah. yeah, it's it's not like a sort of quirky, cute tabby cat. It is kind of. I think it, it is meant to look classy. I mean, it's still a vomiting cat. But... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a sort of cat we would see like as an ornament. I'd say someone's because uh, like a mansion's front gate or something. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Sort of chisel on a marble, just like a gargoyle or... sitting on the side of a cathedral yeah. or something. To keep uh, air and spirit at bay, yeah, like that, because it's so expensive. And they say it's if it is a gift, it's one of those gifts where I think people would actively include the receipt yeah. <laughs> in the box. Like, yeah, well, no, I, you need to know how much this costs because <laughs> <laughs> you won't guess it from looking at it. 
I needed to know how much time and effort I spent on this thing. <laughs> so yeah, it, 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 receipt necessary, not a, not as a accidental inclusion. Do you think this cat could be improved if you wrote something like "Live, Laugh, Love" on it? Yeah. <laughs> on its flank. Yeah. <laughs> Keep calm and vomit cat or something like that. Yeah. It's got to be in blood red. I don't know why. It's just, got, <laughs> just give us the most gothic and beat vibes to it. Yeah. Keep calm and vomit sauce. <laughs> <laughs> if it was just like a joke cat, I'd get it. You know, if it was like a sort of a cat with the big buggy eyes or the, the, yeah. I don't know, a big stripey thing. Or, or like I get a, it. Do you mean buy it? <laughs> no, I mean, I'd, I'd get quite... Yeah. You know, yeah. Get, <laughs> sorry, I'd have 20 already. <laughs> Just hang him on the wall <laughs> when guests came. You have one each. <laughs> so I do make a lot of gravy when I have a roast. So <laughs> we do actually need more gravy boats. So I, might, <laughs> I might consider it. <laughs> but yeah, because it's it's gone for stylish cat, you know, stylish artistic cat, and it's a vomiting gravy boat, it is... An intriguing juxtaposition. Agreed. I'm just trying to look, scroll down and see if I can see any more um, details or reviews. Should yes. we look at a review? Oh, yeah. yes. We always enjoy the reviews. You um, can't clean it after you use it. <laughs> this review, one star. <laughs> Looks lovely. Makes a great gag gift. It can only ever be used once. <laughs> a rare hit with my mother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this review says it doesn't really work that well for really chunky gravies, but a smooth <laughs> sauce should be fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think if you've got a gravy book that actually limits the gravy you can use, that's also, that's also a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't, like, you shouldn't have to sort of prep your sauce to fit, fit the vehicle. Your boat. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, God damn it. If there's one thing I will not stand is a sauce boat di- dictating to me how thick my gravies will be. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> letting the tail wag the dog eventually aren't you? absolutely <laughs> I'm a grown man <laughs> I'll have a bloody gravy as thick as I want <laughs> yeah. this is where you choose to take a stand yeah full stand <laughs> I'll put up a lot but I will not put up with having my sauce consistency left to be my ceramics listen to me you puking kitty <laughs> <laughs> let's stop looking at that and let's give her a scores okay <laughs> What are you going to give it in? Um, I one of those things I'm sort of intrigued by, but despite myself, in that I, I, I can I can see no real use for it, but I'm sort of oddly reassured by it. In that, yeah, I'm glad someone someone took the time to make one of these. So I'm going to give it a three out of five because I think there's some potential there, even though if it was terribly terribly realised. Potential for what team? Ah, amusement. <laughs> Just giving us some content. <laughs> let's, let's go Excellent. Congratulations, Pinking Kitty. Susie? I think I'm going to even go a bit higher and I'm going to give it a four because Ooh. I think there are some like some rich people with bad senses of humour who will find it funny and, and buy it as a gift or like it as a gift and yeah. have hilarious dinner parties with their puking cat gravy boat. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we, we know the king has one, so... <laughs> That's yeah, true. Yeah, you heard your first words. And last. <laughs> <laughs> if indeed you hear it at all, you'll have a sudden pang of fear of being attacked by a monarchist of some kind. But probably not. You think he bought it? I think it was a gift from, from Camilla. Um, she might have bought one for him. Yeah, I think she's got a good sense of humor, Camilla. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's, let's stop that. Three out of five for me as well. Nobody else gave it three out of five. Did you give it three out of five, Dean? I did, yes. Take that back. I'm going to give it, um, I'm going to give it, yes, three out of five. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the slick consistency. Absolutely. Of why does this thing exist? Have you ever been on a show as professionally run as this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm having a great time. There we go. Welcome back, listeners. Moving on to section three, which this week, of course, as it's guest week, is the guest segment. Hooray! Woo! (laughs) (laughs) So much enthusiasm. Hooray! (laughs) (laughs) What have you got to show us, Simpson? Okay, what have we got here? Right. What I am showing you here is a picture of the type of shoes that, when (laughs) I was like a teenager, early 20s, this was what women were expected to wear on their feet. Uh, right. Basically like ballet shoes. And ballet shoes do not give you 
support. But most importantly, particularly if you live in the UK, (laughs) which we we all do. Yes, we should do. (laughs) Until we're all exiled for (laughs) the Queen. (laughs) She can't get us now, she's dead. (laughs) (laughs) You'd be surprised. (laughs) But they are not remotely waterproof. They're sort of made of like cardboard or something. Um, They look flimsy, I will say that. So it's not even specifically just these kind of shoes. It's basically shoes that just can't cope with Britain, shoes that aren't waterproof. Yes. What is the point? Agreed. Yeah. Like, I hate having wet wet socks. It's just it's horrible, worst, isn't it? It's one of those worst, worst feeling. Yeah, it's like totally harmless, but it's also deeply, deeply unpleasant. Yeah, yeah. Especially yeah. when you have to spend all day in them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. God. Oh, I haven't thought that for ages because, yeah. Because no one goes to work anymore. But if you <laughs> I used to cycle into work and if it was a rainy day yeah. and you get into work and you'd have wet socks and then have to spend the whole yeah. day or oh, yeah. dry them on your radiator so then your entire office smells disgusting. Yes. I, I've done that. I had my own, uh, luckily, last week I had my own office. Um, it was, it, it sounds luxurious, but it was one of those abandonings of the hospital which nobody else wanted. So they shoved me, my boss, or the secretary in there. There were just like three of us in five offices. So I got my own room, but they had a radiator in there. So the walk to work was very, very, uh, by a rose lake, which is, you know, boggy at the best of times. Through, yeah. through the lake. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've done a lot of the time, to be I mean, like, there's waterproof footwear and then I'm not sure anything could cope with <laughs> through a lake. I'm not being unrealistic here. <laughs> Unless I got full body galoshes. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not going to be a thing, is it? Don't forget your diving bell, Dean, or thanks, wife. <laughs> yeah. Can I take, take the bathscope? No. <laughs> I need to get the kids to school. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so like I would go and get to work and like soaking wet feet. I'd put my <laughs> socks on the radiator and sit there barefoot for like two hours. Kate my boss would come in and go, I didn't know. Oh <laughs> I had my socks on a radiator. It's like, yeah, that's probably not the most pleasant bug to walk into, is it? But yes, it's deeply, deeply unpleasant to have wet socks uh in a outside of your own home. Um, equally unpleasant inside your own home, but you can do something yeah. about it there. At least, yeah, you can yeah. put on some dry ones. Because I've, I've been thinking about this recently, because um, f- footwear-wise, because I saw a podiatrist very recently, because um, for my whole life I've had flat feet. It's a family trait. Uh, but I've been trying to get into some sort of shape, and the guy who's on work with said, you need to get those sorted because you've got no, you've got no arches. I've got no arches whatsoever. i got really weak ankles because you've got to get those sorted out because if you're going to keep doing stuff, they're going to sort of just eventually snap. Because, yeah, that's probably want to avoid that outcome. That's unwise. Mm. took ages to get a... Disappointment because I kept rescheduling. But uh, I walked in and she, she was like, got her back to me, turned and said, So what seems to be that? Oh, I see. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, that's, that's good to know. <laughs> it says, Yep, yep, you are what we call textbook. <laughs> Great. So I had to get anti pronatal shoes and stuff, and I got all those. I feel a lot better for it, but it's like I've been wearing the wrong shoes the entire time. <laughs> she goes, Can wow. I see your shoes now? She goes, Well, the soul here is completely gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. I hand up this. That's probably bad. Yeah, it's probably isn't the best, is it? So, yeah, having the wrong shoes is is a much bigger deal than we're led to believe as a kid, I think. My shoes, I could only, I had to buy some recently. The only ones I managed to get were suede, and that's no good, is it? Yeah, and things like that, they're not cheap suede no. shoes. And then you also no. have to buy, like, a spray to spray on them to make them waterproof. Mm, I didn't do that. And then it's like, well, <laughs> why doesn't the manufacturer do that? And it's because it makes the shoes look shit. So, <laughs> <laughs> There's so a brief window where they look all right. Yeah. yeah be- the box. Before you wear them out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> With, it's, um, you know, I don't want to, um, I'm based on my own, like uh, what I've been told, but it's obviously clearly far more problem for women as well, because women's shoes are far more, uh, uh, not even restrictive, because it's just like you know the the style the form of a function uh, is a lot more pronounced in women's shoes. Like because like I know family members who've gone on hen nights and stuff, and like before the nights nice halfway through, like their feet are actually blistered and bleeding. They can't walk in them, yeah. mm. but they look nice when they went out. Because like, yeah. surely, surely that's not the right side of the trade off you want to be on. <laughs> you can't. Also, if you don't look that great, if by sort of eleven p.m. you can't actually walk, <laughs> you're yeah. hobbling around, or you're in your bare feet carrying your shoes with, yeah, as you say, like blood pouring onto the pavement. Yeah, or walk on someone else's blood if it's if it's yeah. a, a city centre on Saturday night. Yeah, that's that's entirely feasible. Just barefoot mashing chips into the cold hand. 
unforgiving concrete of a city centre. Oh, yeah. These ballet shoes, are they the type of shoes that you would fold up and put in your bag and then swap into them later at the night? Yeah, potentially. But there was also a thing where, like, I, people I know would just wear them sort of all day, every day. And mm. I, to be honest, I think I'm slightly flat foot because I find anything without slight sort of support in the soul, I would just mm. get incredibly sore sort of shins and legs from wearing these all day. So I would just basically live in trainers anyway. Yeah. <laughs> but, that sounds like, yeah, obviously... Yeah. I, that's what I do. I don't take them. I, I yeah. take them off when I go to bed. But I don't wear anything else ever if I can avoid it. When would uh, the Channel Science Festival last? I had um, I had my feet examined, so like I wasn't wearing literally damaging shoes anymore. I had to buy these special trainers with like the supported soles and all that sort of stuff. And I was uh, at the Channel Science Festival. Like they going fine. Yeah, I'll come to club afterwards. He goes, all right. Well, I don't go clubbing, but you know, everyone else seems to be going on to this place. So we just sat outside this swanky place in Cheltenham. Just queuing to get in after like after eleven o'clock. I was there for like twenty minutes, just slowly, you know, one in, one out. It was still just about post lockdown time. And the bouncer came up to me and said, oh, "Excuse me, mate, uh, you got to go." I was, like, like, literally, I haven't, said, I haven't been kicking off, believe it or not. Thirty-nine <laughs> <a> year old nerd. <laughs> I think what he goes dress code is. Again, like, I had my my stage. I got my black jacket, with shirt. Was uh, what he goes? No trainers. It's like, is that still a thing? Is that that's genuinely still a thing? I can't wear trainers in this club. He's yeah, no trainers in here. Because you might kick off. <laughs> I look like I'm going to kick off at any point. <laughs> also, these are 150 quid. These are especially medical shoes. <laughs> I can buy a pair of cheap slip-ons for 13 pounds. I wear those apparently, but yeah. no, no, you're you're medically designed trainers. Oh, those, those, those are those are the footwear of a hooligan. <laughs> <laughs> you could have sued them for for a sort of discrimination, though. If you need to wear them for your health, yes. this is the first that's occurred to me. I'll try that next time. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, again, he, he, I'm going to say like you know, I don't want to cast out up to our bouncers, but he didn't seem to be the sort who would be amenable to such a nuanced discussion about <laughs> British discriminatory law. Yeah, no, there is no there's no negotiation with bouncers at all. It's the law yeah. laid out here. These are ballet shoes. Are they are they comfy at all? They look like they might be at least. Um, well, they were uh, comfy few, but are they meant to be? Yeah. yeah. Well- I guess so. But sometimes they are, lit- I don't know about these particular ones, but they are sometimes made of cardboard. Wow. So they they sort of, they're not that comfy. And like, yeah. I don't know, I get blisters from all kinds of shoes. So these kind of shoes, all they need to do is rub slightly in the wrong place. And, I, and I'd be, I'd be in agony. It doesn't have to be just high heels. I get blisters from all sorts of things. So I don't find them particularly comfortable. Um, but I, people wear them all the time, so they can't be that bad, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, but also I guess you describe as ballet shoes. I don't know if they are actual ballet shoes or modelled on them, but there's one thing which is known about ballet is that it's incredibly punishing on the feet oh, and ankles. <laughs> so the ballet shoes are almost designed to provide no comfort or support. <laughs> they're just like an, they're just like a, an aesthetic covering for the foot. It's a foot sheath, yeah. Yeah, so like they don't, they don't really do anything. They, they are just there for show. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I had some shoes a little bit like these in the picture, but they had a bit more of a heel and they were, they were waterproof ish, but I made the mistake of wearing them to Edinburgh in August. It was so wet that they disintegrated on my feet and I had to (laughs) find a shoe shop to go and buy a new pair of shoes. (laughs) And maybe this is why I've got this, this real thing about Shoes that are waterproof. Yeah. <laughs> These particular. You don't. Well, I mean, admittedly, the Edinburgh, the Edinburgh weather is a harsh mistress. <laughs> <laughs> is it particularly wet in August? Because well, I've always been there when it has been. I know it's the Edinburgh Festival, but uh, yeah, I mean, I was there for a week, and it was biblical. The rain. <laughs> it seemed like it was incredibly hot. This Edinburgh, which mm. was. N- like nice for a bit, but then there was also a uh, a bin strike. I think so. There was, <laughs> yeah. there was so you don't really want the heat in com- comparison yeah. with that. In combination, another thing you want sturdy shoes for if your if your streets are strewn with hot rubbish. Don't have leaky shoes then. Water in your feet is one thing. Bin juice, much, yeah. much worse again. Surely. I mean, really, whenever you're outside, you just want your feet to be <laughs> kept away <laughs> from like broken glass and yeah. rain and vomit from a cat or anyone else <laughs> these ballet shoes the style of them as well a lot of the top arch of your foot a lot of that is um not covered in any way with a oh it's totally exposed yeah 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 totally leaving you prone to sneak attack this is actually i'm not sure this is a <laughs> just realized what you said sorry 
like, first place we go for the top of the foot, yeah. <laughs> which, which would be actually be quite doing capacitating. Now think about it. The um, I'm not sure there's oh, I I tend to wander in this area a bit, but obviously there's a lot of women who make a lot of money from selling their old shoes and stuff because a lot of guys are into that. Oh, here he goes, listeners. <laughs> yeah. I have never heard of, no, certainly never encountered, a woman with a foot fetish. Is that even a thing? <laughs> Susie, speaking for all women, could you tell us the first thing, please? I'm going to say that whatever fetish or kink you can imagine there will be someone. I'm sure there are women with foot fetishes. I'm yeah, but it's, it's a far less common thing. Sure, I think Chris Hemsworth isn't making a fortune up his new socks, is he? Just <laughs> Send, <laughs> sending his old espadrilles. To- <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me think mean, of like, yeah. On some corner of the internet, that 100%. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I was saying like, you know, it's completely non-existent. I think the scales far, are different, yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. a far less common thing, because I, again, I, I, I I, I, I have no objection to anyone having such an interest, but I've, I kind of get my head around it. As a sort of, I mean, women's yeah. feet are more attractive than men's feet. Yeah, I'll go with that, but still, they're still feet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a vile to look at. My dismay. I was banned from walking about my university house barefoot. And I live with nine blokes, so it wasn't like it was a, it was a female sensibility has been upset. It was literally eight of the blokes going, Dean, your feet are vile. Put them away. <laughs> Okay, they're like a bald hobbit. Is this related to the socks on the radiator, or is it just the look, or was it (laughs) no, just the general vibe of my feet? Apparently, they are quote unquote upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) Blooming student snowflakes. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Ballet shoes. Yes, good point. Why do they exist? Or these particular shoes? Yeah, I mean, ballet shoes for doing ballet, absolutely fine. Ballet shoes for trying to, like, walk down the old Kent Road, not fine. Yes. So, basically, any shoe which doesn't offer any sh- shoe-based functions. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then just keep your feet out of sight. Like, I'm yeah. fine with slippers being for indoor use. They don't have to be waterproof, not a problem. We want comfy mm. footwear, but footwear that you need to wear outside in Britain. Yeah. Yeah. Waterproof. Yeah. You need more substance than style, and I think that's a very common refrain. And I totally but agree with that. They can be stylish. Oh, totally, yeah. But I think you should make sure they are actually worker shoes for this exactly. thing. Exactly. and then put the whistles and bells on them. <laughs> I'm saying these look nice, yeah, but they are wildly impractical. Now, nah, fuck it. Now you talk about Morris dancing shoes if they've got whistles and bells on them. <laughs> <laughs> All those gesture shoes, they're really curly bit at the end. Yeah. <laughs> the bell on. <laughs> You get a lovely waterproof pair of those, couldn't you? <laughs> you could keep a couple of cakes on the bottom of it. Just crammed in. I don't know. Anyway, edit that outside. What are we going to give uh, ballet shoes then, Dean? I'm going to give them uh, two. Uh, two out of five. Uh, two shoes. Makes sense, no? That's always in my head. But a pair. Again, also, also, this point is totally valid. Um, but also, I think I'm going to score a bit lower than perhaps I would, because although I've never worn them myself, quite obviously, yeah. um, like I said, even ballet shoes in their primary role don't seem to do much because you hear so many people like who take a ballet and have just knackered ankles in the first year so they clearly are you know the, the least efficient shoe of all the shoes so i'm gonna give them two out of five fair Susie. yeah i'm gonna give them two out of five as well i like the uh two shoes two points <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one point for existing <laughs> one each there we go Oh, I'll give it two as well then. Go on. <laughs> Peer pressure. Yeah. <laughs> One of us. <laughs> two of us. Two of us. Welcome back, listeners. Uh, we're moving on to everybody's favourite section, Random Wikipedia article. Um, we're going to be clicking on the random button now. Three, two, one. Here we go. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. <laughs> South Croydon, brackets, ward. Okay, that's not so bad. It's not the place, it's the electoral ward. So. <laughs> How that makes it easier somehow? Okay. Yeah. Mayoral elections. Oh, no. Right then. Okay. It's South, I'll read it out. South Croydon is a ward in London, Borough of Croydon, London, in the United Kingdom, covering part of the Crowhamhurst. Covering part of the Crowhamhurst and South Croydon. Well, we're going to have to look into that. What the hell is the Crowhamhurst? <laughs> the ward returns three councillors every four years to Croydon Council. 
the world <laughs> held its first election in 2018. So it's probably about a gerrymandering of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, since 2018, there's been one by-election for councillor, all Conservatives. Uh, the mayoral results was Conservative. Um Yes, that's it, basically. Any thoughts? It's a, is it central London, yeah? South London. South London, okay. So it seems staunchly conservative, which seems un- unusual for London these days. It's one of the safest conservative seats in London, apparently. Oh, okay. Croydon, I, I know the name Croydon. It, it must have appeared in pop culture a few other places, but I can't think away right now. What What do we know that takes place in Croydon? Let's find out. See, see. <laughs> Any any help there? What takes place in Croydon? I feel like I should know because I did grow up in, well, near London. So ah! <laughs> Not Croydon, but Croydon seems like it's like the gateway to, I want to say Surrey. <laughs> so it's sort of, yeah. So it's a, ga- it's a gateway suburb. It's a gateway. It's, I would say it's suburbish, yeah. But like, yeah. oh, investment in the tobacco industry, what? <laughs> yeah, apparently this uh, council... 20 million of his pension fund for employees invested in shares yeah, yeah. in Imperial Tabernacle. And BA- BAT as well. Yeah. Well, a citation needed, though, guys. Oh. Mm, well. well. <laughs> what about list of people from Croydon? That's a brilliant chart. Is Croydon where Nish Kumar is from, I want to say? Rings a bell. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes. Ah, oh, Croydon knowledge. Kirsty McCall. McCall. Ralph McTell. Kate Moss. Is that- is that Andrew Lawrence, the, the other comedian? The, the less... Um, uh, less Andrew Lawrence and D.H. Lawrence. Yes, yeah. Andrew <laughs> a lot Lawrence. of Lawrence is going on. Mm. Uh, Roy Hudd. Anybody else? <laughs> I just went, the emu guy. No, that's Rod Hull. <laughs> that's Rod Hull. <laughs> Roy Hudd. Rod Hull. You can see what I, can see yeah. what I did there, though. Peter, Peter Cushing. Yeah, Peter Cushing. Sir Arthur Conan, Conan Doyle. Doyle. No. Carlos Esqueza. And the co-creators <laughs> of Judge Dredd. Oh, right. Martin Clunes. Martin Clunes. A lot of people from Croydon. Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. Emily Blunt. Yeah. Dane, Dane Brown. <laughs> Dane Bowers. Me and my sister used to tell everybody that uh, Dane Bowers' middle name was Marion. It was just like a little <laughs> lie that we decided to keep spreading. Everybody would be like, oh, all right. Like, sort of believe in us as well. It's <laughs> such a stupid lie. <laughs> it's, it's, a really, it's a really good lie. Those are the best yeah. kind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, there's no reason to tell that lie. And it, it's within the realms of plausibility, which makes it the best lie. Because <laughs> it's fun to tell then, isn't it? Uh, uh, Stormzy. There's loads of people from here. Yeah. I guess it's because it is London, essentially, isn't it? <laughs> yes, Everyone's from yeah. London. Yeah. yeah, they are. Um, let's have a look at the main article again. Get a Croydon County website. South Croydon. Here we go. What else can we say? I think this? maybe it's Tory because it's quite suburby. Right. South Shall I have is... a look at it on the map, Dean? Yes, please. Southern does lean that way sometimes, isn't it? Like the Essex is quite a, a Tory stronghold area, isn't it? Oh, yes, it's, it's as south as it gets. It's, I, haven't, I haven't actually been to South London much because my in-laws are from North London, uh, the Barnet area. So I go to North London. Yeah, I'm a North, North London-y person, North West. That's where, when I lived in London, I lived in North West London as well, so... But my sister now lives in South London, so not a million miles away from Croydon, although, yeah. Can't you tell us anything about Croydon? It's got its own museum. Yeah, look at that. It's really quite far south, isn't it? Hmm. 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 I did actually get, um, I did a talk in Kent once, my first book came out, and they said, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an after dinner thing. I had to do this after dinner thing. And they said, uh, yeah, you can get back to High Barnet after we finished. It was like 11 at night. And I thought, I was thinking in Cardiff terms, so what I'll do it, I'll get a taxi. It'll be like 15, 20 minutes and I'll uh, pay 10 pounds. And like, no, no, that's, that's a good 150 pounds. Oh, yes. <laughs> Something like that. I told my agent, um, do I have to do that? Because they said, no, no, we can do You can get the, what's it? The Northern line. Yeah, you get the, the train into central London and they get the northern line up, which will take another good two, two hours. <laughs> do I have to do this? I made you good. No, you don't have to do this. I tell them to get you a car. It's good, please do, because I am very naive about this sort of area and I don't know how to how to defend myself <laughs> when it comes to scary people who've got more money than me. What was the dinner like? Uh, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it was for a group of people who, anyway, it was fine. It was like, um, you know, 
<laughs> generic sort of uh, you know you have a, uh, an event or a, a conference and they give you a, a roast dinner but it's like it's fine it's like there's it's got some flavor to it but it's fairly bland and uh, all the gravy came from this cat which has been spewed everywhere <laughs> and uh, yeah it's like an odd choice aesthetically <laughs> yeah but there we go I tell you what that was in Croydon this this story is this story we did out had no punchline there was in from Croydon I'm literally just filling dead air they're pulling random Wikipedia article this week I'm going to apologise yeah. to the listeners and to Susie for putting you through that is it Croydon's fault is Croydon a boring place maybe I mean I think it's used <laughs> as a punchline in that way isn't it of right. sort of being like, yes, I think it is. Like, that's yeah. why I've heard of it. Yeah, it's a Croydon. Yes, I think it's typical Croydon. Yeah. And then, <laughs> can you imagine being Croydon? The first picture that pops up on Google Maps uh, was of a flyover, which <laughs> suggests it's not, it's not all that. <laughs> but, um, a guy who Greg Gaz, he's do comedy, and he said um, he's from uh, Crew. <laughs> he says, it tells a lot about Crew that the, when you go there, one of the, like, the tourist attractions. On Wikipedia, like they spend a lot of time uh, mentioning the train station. <laughs> so, like, one of the best things about crew is <laughs> everyone changes a crew. <laughs> <laughs> we had, I this. We had this from um, our home valley, the Garrow Valley. It was on a list of Wales Online top ten nature walks in South right. Wales, and uh, it's got like where the where the mines were. They've been sort of since filled in and replaced with. Artificial lakes and uh, well, they're real lakes. They just been they weren't natural natural creations and natural nature walks and stuff. And uh, they said like a you know list of you know, something in the Gower and uh, Brecon and stuff. And <laughs> the Garrow Valley walk. It's not by the co-op. You can walk all the way up to the top mountain, where you can you can either stop and look at the view or turn around and go home. Those <laughs> <laughs> like, are the two selling points of this nature walk. You can just, you can just go home again. <laughs> All nature walks are just that, though, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. We don't know why we got single out for it then. You, you could say something like you might meet your wife at the, the future wife at the top <laughs> of this halfway through this walk, but that's overselling it a bit. It is just walking, yeah. looking at something, and walking back, back home <laughs> there. Or you could meet your current wife with someone else. <laughs> she likes walking. Yeah, so, Add a bit of drama yeah. to the nature. Have you considered murdering a man on a walk? <laughs> <laughs> Again, that applies to most things. It does. It does. <laughs> Go to the museum. Consider murdering. Uh, anyway, on with the boat. On with the boat. On, on with the show. Gravy <laughs> boat. It's like cat is. Penetrated my brain and perverted me. Cats and dogs in this episode. It's living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> so, what are we going to give South Croydon Ward? I've talked enough about it. It disappointed me. Um, I'm going to say I'll give South Croydon the Ward uh, one out of five because uh, I don't agree. Oh, hang on. Stop, Dean. Stop. We do this all the time. We've got to review the article. We should have told you that's so who's not the oh, place. Yes. So what do you think about the article, South Croydon Ward? It seemed like quite a detailed one. Mm. It actually did seem quite uh, informative. The fact that the information wasn't anything I particularly cared about is not its no. fault. <laughs> it's, it's got a remit and it's sticking to it. Uh, it seems quite informative, seems quite thorough. Mm. Um, so I'll give it a solid four. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. Susie? Yeah, I mean, I don't know what else you'd need to know about South Croydon Ward. <laughs> Nope. So I think yes. I'm going to have to give it a five because yeah, it's, it's yeah, all, nice. all present and correct. I think you're right. <laughs> um, I'm, just before I give it a five myself, I'm just going to do a quick scan for all the blue links just to make sure there's not anything that leaps out to me of demanding of a link which isn't there. Um, John Jeffkins, he was a Liberal Democrat candidate. I want to know why his name is spelt in such a strange way. <laughs> Maybe half a point off for that. Um, yeah, I'm going to give it 4.5. Uh, Dave Decimal, 4.5. Of course, Dave Decimals. If anybody could update that John Jeffkins article, maybe John himself, if you are listening. <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> <laughs> it's entirely possible. I imagine I said Liberal Democrat in South Croydon. You haven't got a lot going on oh, right no, now. No. <laughs> to be as brutal as possible. I'm sorry, John. But uh, your name is more intriguing than <laughs> the political yeah, career. Absolutely. <laughs> and on that note, uh, we're going to say uh, thank you to our great, great guest, Dr. Susie Gage. Thank, thank you, you for having me. It's been 
a joy. <laughs> yeah, oh no, that was going. It's been a thing. It's been emotional. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good time. Right, uh, see you next week, listeners. Then. Unless you want to say anything else, Dean. No, no, I'm fine. I'm good. I've said enough. <laughs> I've already stopped the. the <laughs> it, no, it's done. It's over. All right.